Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The same publisher that published my book, Rocky's Rules. You can now get it on Amazon. Second printing. Um, I've also uh, published a book called From Bulldog to Bengal, The Joe Burrow Story Through the Eyes of His Hometown. Um, it's written by Scott Burson, and it's fantastic. I've read it. I mean, it goes into a lot of detail. If you want to find out what makes the man, right, how, is he, how did Joe Burrow become Joe Burrow, uh, read this book, and it'll tell you. And uh, we have right now joining us the author of that book, uh, Scott Burson. Scott, how are you, buddy? God, doing great. How are you guys doing? We are, we are good. So so go through, uh, it's pretty interesting how you went about writing this book. I mean, you, you talked to the family, you talked to a lot of people in the hometown. Just describe how this book came about. Yeah, so I grew up in Athens. Uh, I'm a 1980 Athens High School grad. Uh, I played sports. Um, my dad was the first city recreation director in Athens from 1964 to 1980. And uh, during his tenure, he started a lot of youth programs. One of them was Saturday morning youth uh, tackle football. And that was, that was fun, but uh, eventually went away. There was concerns over head injuries. But not everybody was happy about that. Uh, one guy in particular, Sam Smathers, um, led a uh, movement to bring it back. Sam became a youth uh, football coach, became the commissioner of this travel league, and he became, became uh, Joe's. Uh, first youth coach from third through sixth grade when uh, the Burrow family moved from from Fargo. So I, I went to Sam and I said, you know, I think we'd be a good team. I've written some sports and I've, I've uh, published four books and here you are, uh, Joey's first youth uh, football coach. So we teamed up. He's my co-author and he's a great storyteller, a uh, great family. Did you talk to Joe Burrow for the book? And, and I apologize, uh, Scott. You and I have emailed some. I haven't uh, read it. Uh, I know you sent me one in the mail. It got lost. Uh, yeah. But did you talk to Joe Burrow for the for the book? Well, Sam is uh, friends with Joe, and so they stay in touch. In fact, uh, Joe is just uh, at his house in his garage, which he calls the Dog Pound, which he has uh, all these photos of Joe through the years. Probably the biggest Joe Burrow museum in the world. Uh, maybe only second to uh, Robin and Jimmy's basement, but but no, um, I did not talk to him directly. So this really is a book uh, through the eyes of his hometown. So I interviewed yeah. sixty people in wow. Athens County, awesome. and I interviewed his family. Uh, Jimmy and Robin were great. Uh, they sat down for lengthy interviews, and then they read through each chapter as I was writing it. So it does offer a unique perspective. Uh, I think Athens has a lot to do with who Joe is today. But yeah, through the eyes of his hometown. So, I mean, during the course of, of, of writing this book, Scott, and, and all the stories about Joe, and you go into a lot of them during, in, in the book about things he did as, in, in his youth and how great of a player he was, was there a particular story, maybe when you were hearing it from somebody that really resonated with you that said, wow, this was something that was very pivotal to Joe Burrow becoming Joe Burrow? Yeah, there are a lot of them. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of great stories, a lot of great anecdotes that people uh, shared with me that are that are in the book. Uh, Joe was a three-sport athlete from second grade on, 
And so he would just go like like many of us from one sport yep. to another. His his youth baseball uh, coach told me this one. A lot of people in Athens thought that maybe baseball was his best sport. And then there were other people in Athens who said, no, I think it's basketball. So not everyone was sold that football was his best sport. That just tells you uh, he could have gone, whatever he put his mind to, he could have gone in three different directions. But they were playing a, a youth uh, travel baseball tournament. Uh, they, used to, they would win almost every tournament. But this particular uh, tournament, they got homered big time. And the home plate umpire was calling, you know, strikes that were a foot off the plate. And it turned out that the other team's uh, coach, it was his brother, uh, who was the home plate umpire. So anyway, <laughs> they got they, I think, you know, they got their second place trophy, and one guy immediately threw it into the, uh, the trash can on the dugout, and then another one broke it over his knee. Mm-hmm. Joe was just stoic, and he went home. Uh, and Robin, his mom, called the head coach uh, later that night, and she said, you know, Joe has been in his room the last two hours dissecting that trophy piece by piece by piece, and then he threw it in the trash can. And so that wow. kind of tells us a little wow. bit about, about Joe and what he thinks about second place. So from, you know, that was probably in <laughs> third or fourth grade. So from the, from the earliest days, you know, second place has never been good enough for him, especially when he doesn't feel like it was fair and square. That says a lot about him right yeah. there. Because he is, he's yeah. he's very even keeled and stoic, and when you see him in public, like he's the same guy all the time. Like you know, he doesn't get too up, he doesn't get too down, he doesn't throw his coaches or umpires or officials or mm-hmm. teammates under the bus. That that is him. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I'll give you a basketball story from third third grade that kind of illustrates that as well. I mean, he's always stepped up. He he plays his best in the biggest moments, you know, all the way back to youth sports. So he's playing basketball. They're in the state tournament in Columbus, and uh, they're down by eight points, and there's only 30 seconds left. And Joe just takes over the game. He's just stealing the ball, making lay- layups, getting fouled, going to the free throw line, hitting all the shots. He scores nine points single-handedly to win that game in 30 seconds and the coaches are on the sideline and they're just they're, their mouths are agape they're not coaching they're just shocked at what they're seeing with little joe burrow joey burrow uh third grader so even from third grade he's doing these sorts of things right interesting scott, uh, scott burson is our guest he's the author of the book from bulldog to bengal and scott um Obviously, his dad, Jimmy, was a longtime football coach, coached at Nebraska. Well, he played first and coached at Nebraska, coached at Ohio University. That, that's how I got to know. I got to know Jimmy Burrow long before Joe Burrow, just covering Ohio, uh, Ohio University games. Uh, d- describe that relationship between father and son. Yeah, so, so again, uh, as you said, uh, Jimmy was a coach but he also was in he played in the nfl briefly uh had a great career in the cfl um you know played uh on some championship uh, bowl winning teams when he was at nebraska but he was a defensive player joe's older brothers uh also played at nebraska and they were a line one jamie was a linebacker uh dan was a, a safety so from the earliest days it was all about defense uh in the borough household and so he really wanted to play defense more than anything else and when sam smathers in third grade anointed him as the quarterback, the reason why is because he understood the defense. And they were running a wing T back then, too, and he needed somebody smart and somebody who could execute the plays. But but Joe, from the earliest days, really became a very good quarterback because he was defensive-minded. Uh, you know, Jimmy was on the road a lot, as you know. Um, he was at practice. He was at games. I mean, Rob, Robin was the one that was taking him to all of his practices. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately for, for Jimmy, they actually played their youth games in Peden Stadium at Ohio University. So on Sunday afternoons, 
So when Jimmy was breaking down film for the Bobcats, he could twirl his look chair out the around window. and watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look out the window and watch him play. You wow. might think that they just, you know, that uh, that they sat down and they just broke down film together all the time, but they really didn't do that. I mean, they did it occasionally. I mean, uh, you know, Jimmy was not an overbearing parent. Uh, Joe was very self-motivated. He had some great, great coaches in all these sports uh, growing up. So they had a, a great relationship. But it was more, I think, uh, you know, dad's son than it was coach, coach player. Scott, can you put in perspective, uh, you're from Athens. Um, I'm, I'm from right down the road in Gallipolis. And uh, can mm-hmm. you put in perspective, and, I, and you went to college in southeast Ohio, grew up there, what Joe Burrow mm-hmm. means, not just to Athens County, but to the entire uh, Appalachian region of southeast Ohio? Yeah, well, I, I will say, uh, if, I, if I used two words to describe this book, uh, the first would be family, mm-hmm. and the second would be hope. Um, I think, you know, Joe became integrated into uh, Athens County uh, through sports. And so sports is family to him. And I think any locker room he's been in, he sees his teammates as family members. And so I think this is very much a sense of community and relationship and and family. Um, But, you know, if we go back to the, the famous Heisman speech where he spends, it's very emotional speech. It's coming from the heart. He spends 31 seconds talking about Athens County, southeast Ohio, talking about how impoverished it is, talking about food insecurity. And, of course, uh, we all know uh, within um, a week, half a million dollars are raised for the Athens County Food Pantry, and their annual budget is $70,000 $70, a year. And that was all unsolicited. Well, uh, I think there's $2 million in the, um, in the Joe Burrow Relief, Hunger Relief Fund right now is what it's called. And he's actually starting his own foundation as well. But that's helping all of Southeast Ohio now. It's not just in Athens. And his, his mother, um, you know, is very committed to this and she's been to the state house a couple times and she's involved with something called, uh, the, the Appalachian Children's Coalition. So the whole family has been giving back to all of Southeast awesome. Ohio. So I think Southeast Ohio has kind of embraced Joe as their representative. Uh, he's given back in so many ways, but he gives hope, I think, to people. And not everyone's going to be a Joe Burrow. In fact, nobody's going to be a Joe Burrow. Very few people are going to be a professional athlete. But I think he does uh, show uh, through his life, and it's, it's detailed in the book, that he had to overcome adversity. And we all have to overcome adversity. And I think uh, there's, a less, there's a lot of lessons in the book for just the average person. You know, get up in the morning, you know, uh, put one foot in front of the other and do the best you can with the hand you've been dealt. And I think that's an important lesson uh, in a place like uh, Southeast Ohio. Amen to that. Well, Scott, uh, listen, really appreciate your time. The book is From Bulldog to Bengal. Um, is the book out now? And where can folks find it, Scott? Yeah, the book is out now. Uh, probably the easiest way is just go to Amazon uh, from Bulldog to Bengal and search that and you'll and you'll find it. Uh, but uh, Rocky, as you said, Orange Frazier Press, who also published your book. Uh, yep. I'm sitting in their parking lot right now. I just did a book signing. Great people it came up out there. on Friday. Yep. Yeah, great, excellent people up there, up here in Wilmington. So, yeah, but I think probably just go to Amazon. That'll be the easiest way to find it. Very good. Scott, you're the best, man. I wish you much success with the book. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a privilege to be with you guys. Thanks again. Yep, thanks, Scott. So, uh, yeah, Scott Burson. Nice guy. Yeah, really nice guy. And now you want to talk about going through painstaking research. I mean, we say talked to over 60, 60 people, people. Just yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really good. And uh, just getting a little look inside. And yeah, like you said, there's just like anybody. Adversity you had to overcome and, and all that. So again, check it out. It's on Amazon. All right, let's go ahead and check some traffic and weather. How are we looking out there? 
From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health has been performing life-saving transplants and providing second chances in greater Cincinnati for more than 55 years. You'll be on the breaks over 30 minutes, back about 40 minutes now, on 7175 northbound on the Brent Spence Bridge. Stop and go traffic from Buttermilk Pike. Even though they're getting an accident cleaned up, the uh, damage is done as far as delays. 32 eastbound at Olive Branch, Stone Lake Road in Claremont. A lot better than it had been. Accident getting cleaned up. It's still about 10 minutes of uh, stop and go traffic. You'll be on the breaks on 75 north between Mitchell Avenue and Paddock, about 7 to 10 minutes. Bit of a delay. 3rd Street at Broadway Street, working on an accident. Police are on the scene there. I'm Scott Bradley on News Radio 700 WLW. And the forecast tonight, mostly clear, a low of 40, and then tomorrow, sunny, a high of 75, and then it's going to be like 75 for the next three days. It's going to be absolutely wonderful out there. Right now, it is 69, News Radio 700 WLW. Rocky Boyman here. I played in the NFL, and that's pretty cool. I'm also a published author, and that's pretty cool. I also once shared an elevator with a Dalai Lama, and that's also pretty cool. But none of that compares to hearing the podcast of the Eddie and Rocky Show on the iHeartRadio app. Now that's very cool. This report is sponsored by Apollo Home, your source for plumbing, heating, and air, and electrical. These wires don't look hard to... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.